Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. I am Doug Keck, and I'm joined by my co-host, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, for another edition of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, the program that features the best of Mother's live show questions from viewers over the years and her powerful and insightful responses, many of which, Father, we still mm-hmm. get inspiration from, right? We do, and it's every you know area of the human nature. From children, we're going to hear today, to those who have suffered great tragedy. And yet, Mother always has these insights to draw us back to the Lord and to trust in Him. Did, did you find, uh, like in this particular episode here, how much Mother enjoyed talking to, to kids, yeah. especially on the air? Mm-hmm. In fact, one of our uh, new singers, she was a little girl when they used to bring up the children on the uh, uh, in the studio, and they would ask mother questions. I think it was on the live show in early days, and mother would field questions from the children. So mother did enjoy that, and we have the the shows that we continue to run on Halloween. Well, actually, right, All Saints, All right? Saints uh, <laughs> clarification. Yes, <laughs> and mother always uh, she always had a great rapport with the kids, and she always had fun with them as she had with everyone. It's interesting too because. Uh, we talk about Mother Angelica always being very honest about uh, the her own mm-hmm. tough life and experiences, and she tells a great s- story about her own uh, being a little kid <laughs> and uh, wising off, right? So she's pointing out here that, yes, children actually can sin, right. <laughs> you know, that there can be that idea, well, no, they don't really sin, but she remembers very vividly her own three-year-old gray fault, you know, as she puts it. So... Yes, it's possible, but Mother's also talking about the fact, stay close to Jesus, that he's going to the one that's going to help us to change to the better. There's also a sense to some degree in uh, in uh, listening to this particular phone call that people will hear is the level of uh, what was a problem or concern. Mm-hmm. You know, even Mother was like, oh, that's not too bad, you know, and today we'd say, oh, it's nothing. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But we all want to grow in holiness, and so Mother's... Just pointingly saying, there's a way that you can improve by asking Jesus. So talk to Jesus about your problems and ask him to help you with the things that you're struggling with to do better. Right, exactly. That idea, even for small things, in this case, this child may be talking too much in school Mm -hmm. and getting themselves in in trouble. Uh, You know, asking God for that kind of help, right, to say, can you help me control myself better? Yeah, um, you know, I remember my first big fault was when I was four years old, and uh, I was given a tricycle for Christmas that year, and my mother said I could ride on the gravel but not on the highway. Well, the highway looked a lot smoother, so <laughs> <laughs> we can have these faults, but hopefully I've gotten better over the years. <laughs> Very good. Let's see what Mother Angelica has to say to this young man. We have a call from our audience, and I don't want to miss them. Hello? Hi. Where? My name is Andrew. Um, I wanted to know... How old are you, honey? I'm seven. You're seven. And what's your question? Um, um, hi. Hi. <laughs> Okay, what did you what do you, what do you want to say? Huh? 
home. I'm having problems in school, and I hope you could help me. Okay. You want me to say a prayer for you? Yeah. What kind of problems are you having? Um, bad problems. What kind? What? In school? Yeah. I had a lot of problems in school, huh? What kind of bad problems you got? Um, talking out of turn, going in the corner. You're what? Talking out of turn, going in the corner. Oh. Well, it's a lot better than I thought. <laughs> I want you to know, sweetheart, that you're very sensitive to offending God. Obviously, you know that he's present, don't you? Huh? And that's why you're so sensitive to talking when you shouldn't be talking. That could be a big problem for you, but I want you to know that whatever you do, wherever you do it, God is there to help you, to help you overcome temptation, to help you to be good and holy. I'm going to pray for you to kind of straighten out your act, huh? Even at seven. My first grave fault was at three. Said, You're doing pretty good. My grandmother, my father's mother, well, anyway, I won't describe her. Uh, I remember uh, we had a little white stove and the oven door was open and my grandmother was yelling at my mother. And I was three years old. I can see the stove, I can see my grandmother, and I can see my mother. And she was yelling at my mother because she obviously didn't debone the chicken when she put it in the oven. And I looked at my mother, my grandmother, at three, and I said, oh, shut up. You all time talk, talk. <laughs> so, sweetheart, at least you haven't gone that far. But I'm glad you're sensitive. See? Isn't that terrible for your first act of reason to tell your grandmother to shut up because she's talking too much? My mother thought it was pretty good. <laughs> but now I know that was not a good thing to do, you see? So I want you to stay very close to Jesus. If you feel you want to do something you know you shouldn't do, then you talk to Jesus about it. You say, oh, Jesus, help me not to do this. Why do we doubt? Why do we, Father? Why is it so tough for us to believe? Well, I guess we always want to be right. And um, we bring in these objections, you know, in our own minds. So we shouldn't be afraid to make a mistake. You know, we talked earlier about Mother was very honest about her own learning things. How she goes into the chapel, she says, why me, Lord? So 
we shouldn't be afraid in our own relationship with the Lord that, yeah, we're still learners. You know, he's still the master. We still have things to learn. So we don't have it all together yet, but that's all right because he's a patient, gentle teacher. And when we make a mistake, like mother never forgot this mistake that she made and mm-hmm. she never made it again, that he helps us to do better the next time. Right. And again, that, that idea of trust that we hear in so many phone calls, that, that idea of understanding that, as you said, we don't see the big picture mm-hmm. and, and we have to trust. And mother would always say the idea of that one foot in the air and a queasy <laughs> feeling in our stomach going right. forward, right? Mm-hmm. One, one step at a time. Yeah, that she would take Maylocks, right? And uh, and it didn't mean that she didn't have faith, but it meant she still felt it sometimes, the tension of belief and yeah. going forward and trusting in God. Absolutely. Let's see what Mother Angelica has to say about why do we doubt. We have another, I think we have another call. Hello? Mother Angelica? Yes. Where are you from? Hi, how are you? I'm from Staten Island, New York. Wonderful. I'd love and adore you for my soul. <laughs> Thank you. What is your question? My question is, um, I'm in the hospital more than I'm not. Mm. <laughs> and I have a certain uh, sister that comes to visit me. And um, you, she was telling me a story, but I was, you know, was taken a little aback by it because she told me that every now and again she questions God. Now, I know she, that... She, wait a minute. What did you say? She questions God okay. about things. About what? Um, why things happen, why people are sick, why people are this, why people are that. And, you know, I said to her, you know, I don't have that right to question God. I know that all the answers to every question you ever want to know is on the other side. When I leave this world, I'll find out. And I just wanted to know, do I mean, as a civilian, do I have that question? I mean, do I have that right to question God? (sighs) I'm trying very hard to be nice. (laughs) I don't think we should question God at all. Because it's like putting the ocean in a capsule. In a capsule, you can. See? And that's the difference between love. If you love someone, we should love God. Sometimes we can wonder, never question. I think I I told you maybe um, we were having a lot of problems here at the beginning of this network, awful lot of problems. And I had, I was sick. I had all kind of pain and everything else. And we were in debt. The network was seemingly going down the tube. It was just everything, everything wrong. And I was angry. I, I didn't know anything about this business, didn't want to know anything about it, and here I was. And I went to chapel, you know, we have our dear Lord exposed all the time. And I said, Lord, we're going down, and I, I told you I don't know anything about this stuff, and, and everything's happening. Why me? 
And then I heard a very gentle voice. And he said with a sigh, yes, and why me? Well, I never asked that question again. He has a right to do what he wills with all of us, any of us. And we have, should have, the love and knowledge to know that nothing happens to us that is not for our good if we love him. He's our Father, He's our Savior, He's our Lord. He, he came and lived among us, He was murdered by us, and rose again. He gave us an unbelievable church. He gave us Himself in the Eucharist. After all of that, why? Why do we doubt? Why? There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Keck on EWTN Radio. And we thank you so much for staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica Answering the Call with Father Joseph Mary Wolf and myself, Doug Keck. Our topic, Mother is on the phone this time, Father, consoling a woman whose son was killed mm. by a drunk driver. Horrible. That has to be one of the greatest sufferings that a parent can go through is to bury your own child. But the consolation here, I think, is that he died doing an act of charity. And that could be the very best thing that we could ever do, right? If we're doing some act of charity, he's helping someone who was alongside the road. So it was an act of giving of himself, putting himself at risk, although he didn't know how great that risk was. And that's when he died, when he was hit by a drunk driver. Yeah, I think that's where most of us, we say, well, here's somebody, they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if they were more selfish, they wouldn't have <laughs> yeah. done the right thing, they'd be mm -hmm. alive today. So why did God do that to them? You know, I was thinking too of Blessed Chiara Padano. So she was just 19 years old. She died in 1990, beatified in 2010. And she died of bone cancer. She was this vivacious, beautiful girl, you know, athletic. And yet there was this radiance. They called her luce, which means light, because there was this light that just emanated from her joy and her trust in the Lord. She wanted to be buried in a wedding dress because she understood what Mother's bringing out here, that heaven's our true home, and that's what we're, we're, we're aiming for. Right, and I think what we have to remember that is, like she talks about in here, you're lamenting him like he's lost. Mm -hmm. He may be lost to you right now, but ultimately he's really found. Yeah, and that we know that we're all going to die one way or another. It can be tragically, it can be a short life, it can be a long life, but what's most important is that we're with the Lord and we're living a life of charity as this young man did. Absolutely. Let's hear what Mother has to say as she consoles this woman whose son was killed by a drunk driver. We have another call. Hello? Hello? Where are you from? Pennsylvania. And what is your question? Um, it's sort of, uh, Mother, I believe in the Lord with all my heart. 
Good. I always have. And I felt that he, he just kept me sane through all my life. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of problems from youth till now. Um, eight years ago, my 25-year-old only natural-born son was taken from me. How dare? A drunk driver killed him in an automobile accident when he was trying to help right. somebody else on the road. And um, he, he was like me. He, he loved the Lord. And um, I can't understand why he took him from me. That's, that's a, a good question, and I, I, I will pray for you, and I know it's hard for you. But the Lord did not take your son. A drunken driver took your son. You have to understand that. When God gave us the awesome gift of free will, that had meant that Adam and Eve wanted to know, you shall be like God, you shall know good and evil. Well, this other man chose evil. He probably didn't know he killed anybody, but he was drunk. He chose to be drunk. He chose to drive while he was drunk. But now here is where God is so fair. Because of this unjust death, your son has gained a great place in heaven, greater than he would have had. God knows everything. He sees me now, 20 years from now, if I happen to be that lucky. There's a few people who hope I'm not that lucky, but that's okay. <clears throat> Don't bother me at all. But you see, the, the point is, you must think of the, of the glory and the joy of your son. He loved the Lord. You're lamenting him like he's lost or something. Don't do that. Your son, all of these years, has enjoyed the face of God. He's enjoyed heaven. He's enjoyed awesome, awesome joy. We can't even, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has in store for us. Don't, don't. Lament that. Don't do that. You be happy now because your son is happy. He's, he's not here now where he would have been tempted to maybe lose his faith because of all the crazy things going on in this world and in this church, in every church. There's no church in the world, no Christian church in the world that is baffled and buffed with all kinds of errors. You don't know what, your, what Jesus has saved your son from. See? There's a beautiful chapter in this book, because I've read so many that I sometimes forget what's in them. But I think there's a chapter in this I wish I had this book reprinted. Maybe I will. There's an awesome uh, thing in here on the reasonableness of... Uh, purgatory and union with God in heaven you see it's that's what you need to think about 
If your son was, say, in California and you know he was so happy, you'd be happy. You'd be happy. Be happy with him in heaven now without all the temptations here, all the problems he may have had. He was taken unjustly. God did not say, now you're going to be killed today by a drunk. No, 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 no. And wrapping up our program, one last call. Is there free will in heaven? Good question. It is a good question, and it is one actually that theologians have wrestled with, but uh, Mother has brought this home, you know, that here we are tainted by sin. So we can choose sin. But heaven is a place where we've been purified of sin. We don't have that gravity. And you think about that God is awesome. He's incomprehensible. And we're going to be so enraptured with who God is. That's going to be the great joy and delight of our souls, that our wills are conformed to his, that we're not going to really be moved in any way to turn away from him. Right, and I think that's the way they talk about the, the angels who didn't fall, in a sense. They, mm-hmm. they made that commitment, and mm-hmm. they are now committed and will never change. Right. And there are theologians that have said, well, were they always in heaven? Yes, but there was this trial period where they could make that choice that some of the theologians in the past and saints have come to that conclusion. So this is our time where we choose the Lord, and we choose him wholeheartedly. But when we come to the end of our days, faith, hope, end, and love endures, and uh, love will carry us into heaven. Right, and you got to stay tuned to find out how Mother compares God and Social Security in <laughs> Is There Free Will in Heaven? We have another call. Hello? Mother Angelica? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. I, God bless you and your ministry. Thank you. I want to ask you, Mother, in heaven, will we have a free will the same as we have on earth? I hope not. (laughs) I tell you why I hope not. I hope you hope not. When you die, your will is set. Finito. Boom. A big door closed. Not literally. Your will is set. You cannot will anymore because your entire heaven, your degree of glory, that mansion we got through talking about, is ready from what you sent up, not what you're going to send up. The amount of love you have for God at death. You know, God isn't like Social Security, where you get your 10 best years. (laughs) That's not how it goes. My floor manager here is giving me signals. (laughs) It's his duty, they tell me, so it's okay. (laughs) But, you see, and, and whatever I've gone through and done for the Lord is right there, and the opportunity to change is gone. Now we say, oh, that's terrible. No, hey, we got purgatory. It's a wonderful place. Better go on the other way. <laughs> that's that second chance. I don't know why all of you or some of you get so excited. What would we do without purgatory? We'd have to go some other place. 
None of us seem to be ready. But see, your, your memory, your understanding, your will, though, has ended. That you, you're never going to be up there and say, hey, Lord, I don't like this thing over here. You know, can't you change it? <laughs> or why'd you bring that nut in here? I wasn't pointing at anybody here. I just had to point somewhere. Lord, this man was so unjust to me and so unfair to me and he lied to me and he cheated me and you got him up here? Now, wouldn't we say that if I had a will? Oh, hey, well, we'd never made it. What we have then, my friend, oh, it'll be beautiful no matter what we put up there or sent up there, but still, you can't change it. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.